0: love that. Like an athlete who is like, all right, we're in a point where we don't want to be. We're in a place where like this shit sucks. This is not what I want to be doing, but this is my time that I'm going to buckle down on the habits and the behaviors that I need to be in place to recover my body, but then also move me forward from here right? Instead of seeing it as a setback and like sitting in her like wallowing and like, I'm injured. I can't do shit. She's like, all right, what can I do? What can I do? Right? And then she set herself up for success where she was fueling herself out of that injury, fueling herself way better than she'd ever fueled herself before and performing better out of that than she had ever performed before because she took that opportunity of like that setback to 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 propel her forward.
1: What has been the biggest aha moment or something that you've learned in the last one or three years that has is- drastically change what you've done and looking back on the past like i wish i would have known this sooner
0: um my big uh aha um there's so many different ways to get things done There's so many, like whatever your goal is, there's so many different ways. Like you don't have to eat. If there's a food you don't want, you don't want, you don't have to eat it. If there's like a supplement you want to take because you don't want to eat a food, you could probably do it. Like there's so many different ways to get things done. And so when people get too caught up in like, it has to be this way or it has to be this way, you're doing yourself a disservice. You really are. And so for me, like really understanding, all right, what are you willing to do? What do you want to do? And what are we trying to achieve? And like, how do we put that together? Because if they're willing and they're able and they're motivated to do it, they're most likely to do it. But if I'm trying so hard to get this kid onto my script or this athlete onto my script and not paying attention at all to what they are doing well already or what they want to do or what they're interested in, then we're not going to really make this. We might make progress, but not the same progress as if I adapted to them um instead of just trying to get them on board with me is if i adapt to them uh, and there really are like there's there's no one way for anything there really is there's and you know that is in training right there's so many different modalities to grow a muscle if you don't like doing squats you don't got to do squats <laughs> like you can find other ways to get that done and grow those muscles right
1: that's a great point. And I, I like how you said that because you're right. There is, if you didn't like to back squat, you can front squat, you can goblet squat. There's so many different ways to get that training. He's
0: like, you're going to still squat, yeah. damn it. <laughs>
1: Shut your mouth, kid, and fucking get your death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought of when you were talking was we had um, a guy named John Wellborn on the show who used to play in the NFL and he is a strength coach now. And he was saying, he said something and there was no fact behind it. So I'm curious. To, to the, you know, actuality of it. But the notion that the food that we get nowadays is like 90% less healthy, less nutritious than it used to be back in the day, 80s, 90s, 60s, 70s. I don't know. I can't prove this. I don't know. Like for somebody to say that in your professional opinion, is that, does that hold water? If it does, like, where does it come from? How could somebody you know, measure those statistics? Is it from when people do boom calimetry to be able to see the nutritional quality? Like, how could that something like that be assessed? I
0: don't know. I just like saying random numbers sometimes just to get your impact <laughs> because that's what it seems like to me. You can't. How can you say all food, right? How can you say because it like you can say the soil isn't as rich, but also you could have soil in other areas that that is enriched. And so you could like if food is grown in soil that isn't rich with certain nutrients and this land has been farmed again and again, and again, then you might be able to say like the the nutrients of that vegetable are less than they were when the soil was. Rich. That's silly. That's silly. If you're looking at the landscape of like what people eat, what people's habits are, you can say we eat 90% more unhealthy, you know, than than we, our ancestors did because they didn't, they had to make everything. You had to catch things, you had to cook things, you had to make, right? Every household was an ingredient household. People didn't have like frozen meals, right? But like, or, or like readily available, high quality frozen meals. People didn't have meal prep companies that were shipping (laughs) them out, right? Right. That's just a silly thing to say. I will say that people's habits suck because we have so many more, we have so many more options, right? And there, there's definitely a lot more highly processed foods available. And so people's, reach for those out of convenience, out of, you know, financial, um, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think it's more of like the habits and choices and not about limitation of actual healthy foods. Like you can still be healthy in this environment.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too, because I was like, wait a minute, like, you know, it sounds interesting. But as you said, like, okay, if, if that's just based off the soil, like, does that just mean like, okay, let's take care of the So like, I don't yeah. know, I heard that. And I was I was very taken back by it. Because I'm like, how do we go about like, how do you, how does one go about analyzing that? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you can't. I mean, what? You're right. Yeah, you were right. There. Your spidey sense was tingling. It was right.
1: <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. The, within that, counting calories for anybody that is that does want to nerd out on it, like, what is the official way of counting cal? Like for because so many people is is counting calories something that you do recommend? Don't recommend? What's something that our coaches should kind of take away when they're giving any advice or something that they should learn about counting calories with athletes or clients.
0: Do your athletes, like, do they like know all of their lift numbers, how many reps, how many sets, and the, the weights that they're moving on all their lifts?
1: It is on their lift card, whether they <laughs> do fucking they know it or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's, do, like, do, they,
0: do they know it? Do they know how to like, do they know it? And then know how to like, then go set that up themselves.
1: Again. It depends on the fucking <laughs> school. It depends on the athlete because there are some athletes. The number of times I've had to say, "Hey, coach, what are the what? How many reps? I don't know. Yeah. Is it, it's on your lift card?" Yeah. Or then like so that's why it's like some of them do, some of them Maybe.
0: don't. Yeah. So I would say like I can give an athlete here are your calories and your macros. It, it, but then like what the fuck are they gonna do with that, right? <laughs> What the fuck? Because uh, they might use an app, or like they, they don't know what to do with that information. It's just a bunch of numbers. And so yeah. when I'm working with an athlete, I'm looking at like plate portions. And like, here's what a protein is. Here's what so that's a carbohydrate portion yeah. like plate portions. That really is the yes. way. Yes. I swear by it. Performance. Now what plates. about
1: bigger plate, smaller plate? If you want them to gain weight, lose weight, is that important or what?
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. Scale up the plate or adjust the portions. Right. So we want to grow, we want to gain weight. We need more carbs, more protein, uh, maybe more fats. Um, if we want to lose weight or watch our weight, we might have more vegetables, more starchy or more, more non-starchy vegetables than we have carbohydrates, but it's like that's way easier for an athlete to manage, especially when they're eating on the go, when they're on the road at a hotel, like having to set up a meal if they're at a restaurant, if they're at a family. Like if they know this is a protein, this is a carb, this is whatever, and they know their plate portions, that's going to be way – that's going to function for them way more than like carrying around, hey, I got to eat 2,700 calories. And you know what I mean? Like, I watched a video last night of some bozo having – like, like oh, no, I got 170 grams of protein I have to get in at 9 p.m.
1: The shit ain't happening, bro. It's
0: not like, happening. Uh, it's not. But also, <laughs> what? What? What is your program that you have to get in 170 grams of protein at 9 p.m. because you fucked up? I don't know. you fucked up. <laughs> Like that's like it's just not it's not manageable for your average athlete. There are some people, like especially like my endurance kind of athletes, the people that are more of those like do-it-yourself kind of people. They love numbers. They're the type A personality. They're gonna track and record their calories. But your average athlete is not gonna do that, or it's just giving them it's giving them again. When we talked about like that overload of information or overload of things to worry about. That's too much. Giving them a bunch of numbers like that is too much, and then they obsess over it. Um, Then there's there's fallacies with both tracking mechan you know, how you track food and then also even just like the numbers on a back of a package like those numbers can be off Um, how you measure your portion size can be off. So it's not like like trying to make it so dialed into an exact science I don't think is helpful um, versus like keeping it simple um, and then getting the big picture right.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And that's where I'm like, man, I wonder, is this, is this just a bunch of uh, confirmation bias or like, uh, I don't know.
0: But it, <laughs> we it, didn't it, talk it, before this. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, I mean, but I, I couldn't agree more because it's yeah. like getting back to what we kind of yeah. talked at the beginning where it's like, I got rid of, I had an aura ring. I got rid of it. Like, mm-hmm. because at first, uh, I was like, oh, I want to show. I'm going to show off how good of a sleeper I am. And it was like, it's telling me like you had no deep sleep, and it's like you should have a rest day. And I'm like, fuck, I feel great. Like what? What? What do you mean? Like all of a yeah. sudden, it's causing these problems that I never had before. And and like you said, I think there's just in the world of strength and conditioning and probably nutrition, there is I think too much technology, and we've mm-hmm. lost the ability to talk and feel in your own body. But then like athlete to athlete, client to athlete, you know.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
1: All right, I'm going to go to our kind of our rapid fire questions at the end to respect your time. Right, so first question: These are kind of funner questions. If you were a food, what would you be?
0: Man, if I was a food, what would I be? I think I'd be like a sushi roll because there's just there's a lot in there. There's some layers in there. We have got some different things in there. You know, looks healthy on the outside, but all the fun's on the inside. <laughs> i don't know
1: that's awesome (laughs) if you were a car what kind of car would you be
0: oh man (sighs) something like something sturdy (laughs) um you know i would have said sturdy car um uh, something sturdy uh i i would say like um maybe like a a land rover land rover seems like a good car fancy too though yeah Uh, not not really though
1: (laughs) All right, what kind of animal would you be? An animal. Mm-hmm. Uh a dolphin. You'd be a dolphin, huh?
0: Yeah, they're smart and friendly, but they're also a psycho. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what's what's something that uh people don't know about you but you wish that they did? Don't know about me but wish they did.
0: I am one of 10 kids. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> are you oldest, middle, where are you at? I'm
0: the I'm the second oldest.
1: Oh wow! What was that like growing up?
0: Man, there wasn't enough food to go
1: around, (laughs) 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 which is yeah, even more part of the eating problem. Man, right, right. What would be your advice to a young nutritionist getting into the game? What would be your piece of advice?
0: Listen, listen, and collaborate with your, with the, like, don't, you don't just be in like, Hey, I just want to work with athletes, like get to know the people that work around the athletes too. Those are going to be, um, the best places for you to be able to help to, to learn about that athlete more. And then again, make that impact. Um, I think so many times we get wrapped up in just our dietitian, dietitian stuff that we don't stay curious enough, um, and interested enough about what other professionals do.
1: How about to an established dietitian, somebody that's been doing it for four to five years it's not that
0: serious, you know, like, it's okay. it's not that serious. Like this isn't life or death as much as we want to think that it's life or death. Like it's okay to take a break. Sometimes it's okay to chill. Sometimes don't take yourself too seriously. Have a laugh every now and then try it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about to somebody that's a department head been in this for 10 plus years,
0: man, department head 10 plus years. Oh gosh. Um, I would say, I would say like spend time with, with the people that are coming in, you know, learn from the people that are, are the the next people that will be taking over. Right. They might have new insights, do things a different way, have learned things a different way. They might have something to teach you, even um, though you're the veteran and the expert.
1: What if somebody is wearing a hat? Inside, and they're a strength coach working with athletes, and their athletes are lifting in the weight room, and the coach is wearing a hat. Is that unprofessional or not unprofessional, in your opinion? So it broke up. Hold on a second.
0: Okay, froze for a second. Um, is that unprofessional or not? I mean, I'm a big fan of a hat, and look at me—I have like jewelry all in my face and tattoos everywhere. <laughs> I don't think what you what you look like—I don't think what you look like is always the end all, be all about how professional you are or aren't. Um, I think it's about how you carry yourself, how you communicate, um, and it's not just about how you look and what you're wearing. But maybe turn your hat so, around if you can't so, see yeah, your athlete. If you're, and they can't if see you're you wear,
1: if you're wearing your hat forward. Yeah, it's just it's a team issued hat. Yeah. And you're wearing it inside and your athletes are lifting. Is it unprofessional or not?
0: I like I don't think it's unprofessional necessarily at all. Yeah, yeah. But I I think if your athletes are having trouble seeing your eyes, then turn it around.